<laughs> this is episode 36. Get over it, folks. We're back again. And uh, we're back for more mischief and fun. Right, we were just discussing there if Clan have ever had a number 36. And I'm not sure, but I did suggest Tony Dalman, but I don't know if he was number 36. I don't know, I definitely need to, to look at that. Need to check the facts, yeah. I thought maybe it was 37. Something like that. But, uh, yeah, fresh fresh from another goal fest of a weekend, really. Another 10 goals in two clan games. Although the results were perhaps somewhat predictable. Maybe the number of goals weren't quite as much. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Um, I don't know. Do you want to just... <laughs> just go dive straight in? Dive in to... I don't know. You want to dive into the clan games? Yeah. Yeah, start with that. Um, as ever. So it was... First on Saturday night we played current league leaders and two times back-to-back champions Cardiff Devils. And um, Cardiff won the game 4-2 in the end. A number of kind of things came out of the game, but one of the main ones again was how much we were able to compete with a team that are uh, doing so well in the league. It just kind of shows you where, where we're at just now as well. Uh, started the season slow, but we're, we're getting there now. And, you know, if, if this game was at the start of the season, then we probably wouldn't have been able to, to compete with Cardiff, but, but we did and uh, kept it close. Yeah, did they not beat us 8-1 eight, eight or something, or 8-2 at the start, near the start of the year? Yeah, um, I think so. Not a great start. No, it wasn't great. Neither was our start, to be fair, in this game. Cardiff yes. were 2-0 up after the first period. Neither of us were there, but from all accounts, uh, a really good first period for them. But we did, did claw our way back in the second, thanks to current Mr. Hotstreak. Captain Clan Matt Haywood, who's just been on really sensational form since that. Well, just around this whole period of five hundred games or whatever. Was it five hundred? Uh, was it four hundred? Four hundred, maybe. Four around that period of four hundred. Even though we spent ages talking about it, I'm at <laughs> least a hundred out. Right. But uh, yeah, he's just been absolutely brilliant recently. Yeah, he has. I don't know if it's maybe that he's sort of been playing with, with Conley. I think. On, or for most of the time, but sometimes he's also been on the line with, with Bjerum and Hansen, so I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say, but he's obviously got the, he's got the talent run about him as well, and if he's getting into the right areas, like, did, well, have you seen the highlights? I have, yeah. Right, so I mean, both of his goals were sort of in front of the, in front of the net, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of place that you want him to be. I thought the first one in particular was a really well-worked goal. Yeah, it was. Uh, that that's the way that you've got to to get past bounds. We've struggled before at home, uh, so you just got to get rid of them out the net completely and <laughs> tap it into an empty one. To be fair, but yeah, that the assists there from Connolly and Earhart in the first, and then Bierum and Hansen on the second. So it was two two going into the third. You know, there were a couple of just throughout the game and from the highlights. Uh, some dodgy refereeing calls by the looks of it and certainly a lot of clan fans weren't happy with with some of those calls and in recent weeks when we've not had Halas and Copeland was it? Yeah. You know, we've been we've we've been winning so not, not as much cause for complaint, but 
the officiating I think's not really been brought up that much but in this one it certainly was and Cardiff's what would be the game game winning goal was a one on the power play and it's those kind of things that, that change the game yeah exactly plus I think you had so you had Talas and Copeland so normally you, you only get one of them normally you only get one or the other you don't normally end up with both of them so I don't know what was going on there but no I mean neither of them are, are particularly good referees I think not only clan fans but I think a number of other teams would also probably agree with that they just uh, it's just more uh, inconsistency in their calls not necessarily that the calls are, are right or wrong it's just the fact that you know they'll, they'll sort of call something and then won't call it again yeah on someone else or whatever but it's just it's just kind of the consistency and I think obviously so I've seen the highlights as well I think uh, there was a couple of occasions where there should probably have been a call on the Devils players but yes I mean you can't while that's annoying you can't really blame that too much I don't think although it did it did sort of give give an advantage to Cardiff on the power play because we know how, how good they can be on the power play yeah, yeah, not not as an excuse that that particular player looked like there was an infringement, an infringement you could say on Hansen down one end and then it went back to, I think it was Doucet, a, a holding or a hooking. Ah, uh, yeah, it was um, a really soft call actually that so, one on on Doucet. but that led to their goal there. Yeah, their, so I go ahead goal. Yeah, so, um, one of those things, and then the last goal I think we were pushing in one of Pitt's cross-ice passes got intercepted just at the blue line and yeah yeah, they ran away but certainly from 2-0 down coming back to, to 2 each was good and just disappointing in the end not to get anything from it because I think certainly going into that third and performing the way that, that we did then um, you'd have thought we could maybe take a point but not to be in the end just looking at the, the penalties and stuff and a fair few called more than we've had in recent games, but one of the significant ones was Fitzy and Mark Mark Louis for for fighting and that was a a belter of a, a hit that Louis got on Fitzy right at the start of that fight to put him put him on yeah. his arse so that they so they say. Yeah, no, I know it was. I mean it's just something that's not really too much a part of the game anymore. But when it when it happens, uh, I mean it didn't it didn't look it didn't look good at all from. Uh, I haven't seen it obviously. I don't think we had it in the highlights, but no, the video is is able to find it easily enough on Twitter. But yeah, it was just a it was over in a flash really. Never really got going, but you know that's that's why Fitzy's there and it's maybe not the best time to do it. I mean, you're sort of, you're trailing two one and you're kind of. On the ascendancy, I guess a wee bit, but yeah, I'm not not sure what what technically started. I realised I'd said that it was two two going into the third, but we're actually still two one down. We got an early goal in the third, but no, I don't know what started that fight. Um, but sometimes these things are needed to kind of energise the fans. I remember the one with Stannis and Boomer. Felt like it came at a good time uh, and stuff, but so not really sure what happened there. But both of them got. Five plus two for unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm not sure if that's as a result of uh, well, how, the, how the fight started or whatever, yeah. So, um, but no, in the end, I think a, a fairly good performance and disappointing not to be taking 
taking something from it. Uh, even though we didn't really expect it, Cardiff on a on a roll at the moment. Yeah, definitely. They're just they've kind of sorted themselves out a wee bit, um, especially at the back as well. I think, but well, according to the to the game sheet, we've only had eleven shots there. But I think that's that must be absolute mince, surely. We must have had more than eleven shots in the game. We only one in the first period. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe it is right. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, the way the website itself is difficult to trust at the best of times, but I think they announced it at the game that there was only one shot, but I think there was a, a few fans that had pointed out there was perhaps more than that. Right. But anyway, it was sad. neither here nor there really, but it was just sad. I wanted to point out. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, it's probably not that often that we are outshot at home. But funnily enough, that kind of brings us on to Sunday and what was potentially more more of a predictable scoreline, but we were actually outshot in this one as well. Uh, thankfully, most of our shots actually went in. It finished 8-3 against Milton. Um, and this was another uh, real hammering that we've given to teams in the last few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Other than the, the Cardiff game, obviously we've been been scoring plenty and overall we've been pretty decent defensively um, with this odd lapse in concentration but uh, no it's good to see you You can still rattle in the goals and uh, yeah as as you said as well outshot 34 to 30 in that one but just some some clinical finishing my Haywood getting another couple of goals and and obviously Becca with his hat-trick yeah Becca we always really seem to to mention him each week, uh, how much he's, he's really started to find the net. Um, we've, we'd always said that, that he'd get points, but scoring is, is really picked up. I'm not sure exactly how many points he got. Was it just just the three, I think? Uh, yeah, I think um, it was just three goals there, yeah. yeah. And put with three assists. Yeah, so pretty predictable stuff. But again, to score eight, no matter who it's against... Uh, particularly against a goalie like Colleen is um is impressive although it was pretty close given that Milton scored to make it two one on the power play and uh, then we managed to pull away but not not struggling to find the net these days but again just we can't find that we can't find that shutout whether it's one goal three goals or ten that we concede. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to to happen for Rumpel. No, nah, no, I don't think it's coming. To be honest, I just can't. I can't see it now. I think we're just always going to be one of those teams that just yeah. second seed. But the, again, the, it's a pleasing thing though, as well as getting a short-handed goal. I know it's um, <clears throat> to make it four-one at the time. Um, my Haywood's second goal. Yeah, it's that's that's big. Um, so that's good to see. And obviously, you've got uh, Hansen. Uh, a few assists in there, Bierum a goal, a couple of assists, Conley obviously, in amongst the points, a goal and an assist, uh, and Dessay as well. So Yeah, and even if, not just that it was a short-handed goal, I guess the nature of it, uh, given that it was 3-1 at the time, if they score it goes 3-2 and it's quite close, but maybe that's the sort of killer goal that takes us away from them. But yeah, yeah. in general maybe we are just that team that 
when we win, we're always conceding, but we're scoring a fair barrel of goals as well. So I'd yeah. take that. I mean, I, it's hard. It's hard to say whether you'd whether you'd like to win, you know, one nils all the time, eh, or eight threes. But for me, it's eight threes. Yeah, definitely. I think you want to be. You want to be entertained. And well, that's exactly. It's not to say that a close game like that isn't going to be entertaining, but um, you just you know you kind of want the crowd uh, up for it as well. And if um, if the team are scoring, then that's going to happen. I think you'd said as well that uh, was it did Gutwald play against Milton? Yeah, he he also played on Saturday as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, just according to the game sheet anyway, because they they said in the, the the press release that. As we'll probably just come on to the injuries, uh, he was sort of day to day, but Wilson was a couple of weeks, so good in the end that they're giving us 5D, um, which makes a, a big difference over four, I think, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, that, I think we'll, we'll probably get on to this, but I think that's what the case was for, for Sheffield on Sundays, really, in Dundee, I think they were running with four. Yeah, 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 you're right. So just on those injuries then before we look at uh, the rest of the games, uh, I, I don't know, I had kind of expected Gutwald maybe to miss a week the way they'd, they'd yeah. put it, but um, good to have him in. And then Wilson, obviously that's a fairly big blow. Uh, he's been quite impressive to be honest. Yeah, really a steady skater and can imagine just to hold on to the puck, even though it looks as if he's not really moving that quickly. But yeah, good defensively as well. Nice, pretty solid. Yeah, one of those guys that that doesn't really contribute much points wise. I don't mm. think, but um, no, he seems to be seems to be an important player for the team, and I quite enjoy. Sometimes it does does some really impressive stuff that you don't expect from a a bigger guy. So, nah. Happy with him, and hopefully, if he does miss some time, it is only is only a couple of weeks. Because coming up, we've got quite a busy schedule of games close together. So we'll see. It'd be good to have the full six in for that. But who knows? Yeah, I think we sort of going down the stretch. I think you need all your all your guys fit um, for the big games coming up. Yeah. So. Um, Obviously, one of the the other noticeable things from the two games was that we wore we wore the famous purple <laughs> jerseys again, uh, two nights in a row. Maybe the the black ones just hadn't been washed, but I think you've got to get that purple on at home. And saying that, it didn't really affect our our goal scoring. Maybe they were getting superstitious, but in the end, it turned out that uh, we're as good in purple as we are in black. What we've done there is basically just associated the performance with the jersey, but eh, maybe that's an actual thing. I don't know if I'm sure some players are superstitious about that kind of thing. So yeah, try. 
we probably just I don't know probably just draw it like draw out a hat right what are we doing this week like what draw we, draw eat we're... draw eat <laughs> enough yeah right. no it probably is that to be honest um, the white ones is mainly the road jersey isn't it yeah uh, more often than not so looks good it does. I don't really care what we're wearing now if we're, we're scoring 8 at home so as long as we're not conceding 9 yes exactly and talking of conceding 9 or close to 9 8 maybe we had a really high scoring weekend in the league I think that's probably the best way to sum it up 15 yeah. goals in in the Guildford Coventry game 10 sorry 11 Milton Keynes 5 30, uh, 11 in hours 11 in Coventry Guildford the next day uh, so that was a real it was as if the, the players have just finally realised they're feeling tired after Christmas <laughs> yeah probably although I'm looking at the the game sheet for the Coventry and Guildford game and I'm I'm not seeing John Dunbar's name on the score sheet although he's obviously a, a, the assist king but yeah I, I believe uh Guildford were four 0 up in that game. After yeah, like the first ten or so minutes, so maybe a touch of the clans there for them. But I mean, an eight an eight seven game would have been good to see for the neutral. But I think obviously we know how it feels to to lose a four goal lead. But um, yeah, that's uh, really disappointing from their point of view. Um, n- you know, not to even get a point from that. Yeah, definitely. Aye. Especially at that point. I think it was inside eight minutes. We were 4 0 up. Coventry pulled three back. So towards the end of the first and the start of the second. But yeah, it just seemed to be one of those games. Yeah, I look forward to seeing the highlights video of that. Obviously, I'm a, a big fan of, of those highlights, as I always mention. <laughs> but hey, a wee hat trick for Nicky Fora up there. I'm trying to look for. Or the usual guys, and amongst the points. I mean, yeah, and. Uh, not many penalties either, so probably quite a, an end-to-end game. I think that was the the debut, I believe, for uh, Matt Hackett at Coventry. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure I remember Danny Stewart saying, you know, the worst thing over the weekend was, that, was uh, feeling bad for the goalies because it was just no defence. Um in either of those, obviously the return game in Coventry finished six five to Guildford after a shootout. So uh, I believe they took Hackett out after <laughs> after the after the four goals. Is that right? Just looking here. Let's see. Yeah, Hackett only got seven seven minutes fifty two. So he came is, out. He came out. Hackett. <laughs> that is Hackett. Yeah. But no, I think I don't think we actually he had been signed. Had he been signed last time we we spoke? I'm not sure he had, but a no, guy. I think we maybe just talked about it. Right, um, but yeah, a guy obviously with a good pedigree. I don't expect him to be conceding four goals in eight minutes every time. Uh, I think he'll he'll be good for them. But a baptism of fire. Uh, but to come back from that, fair play to Coventry. But maybe not the the best game for two defences, either of them really. No, definitely not. I noticed the, that um, Chris Carrozzi came off after half an hour as well, and uh, 
our old backup, Mike Wilkes, seen the seen the game out. Only lost one one goal, and obviously that was yeah, that was an overtime. Yeah. No, it's um, one of those things, I guess, in a way, it kind of benefits us. Those are two teams that are fairly close to us, uh, yeah. sharing the points, really, to be honest. So, um, yeah, it's ideal. In, in a way, for us, it's the best best outcome, so can't complain there. But I think the fans got their goals, money worth, money's worth there, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, elsewhere, we had... Uh, our foes from Sunday Milton losing out a close a close one to five six five in overtime in the end I believe that that's Fife's first win over down in Milton I believe so um, a bit of a a bogey arena for them I guess up till now but a win's a win I suppose yeah definitely I'm just looking at it there in the first period Fife had uh, or outshot Milton Keynes 14-5 to five and we're 2-1 down <laughs> classic yeah that's that's, that's bad clean for you I suppose aye that's just how it goes sometimes um, but yeah a good, a good comeback there strong second period for Fife a couple of short handed goals in that game as well one for each one for each team and then a hostess at a wee hooking penalties but Fife need to uh, take all the all the points they can get just now they're sort of Falling back to the pack a wee bit. I don't think their defence has been playing as well as um, they had been in the past. Conceding uh, a lot of goals. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. Um, that's concerning for them. On the Sunday, they lost a uh, 7-4 to Manchester. And albeit Manchester are a team that are really kind of on the up at the moment, that's 12 goals conceded over two games. Which is is definitely concerning, especially when you know you've got a keeper that's as good as Owen. So that's a bit of a a bit of a worry for them, and they're absolutely, you know, completely inconsistent at the moment. And just looking at the standings, uh, we're we're two points behind them now with with a game in hand, which I believe was the situation last week. But if they keep conceding goals like that, I don't think they're going to. They're going to win that many games, so they could be be slipping further down, uh, especially with Coventry and Dean Guilford on their on their heels. So, I think we play them maybe in a couple of weeks. So, hopefully, they're still still struggling a bit from that perspective uh, at that point, and we can we can take advantage. But no, they're struggling for consistency. Yeah, definitely. That's the kind of the main key there. Obviously, with uh, Dundee and Sheffield with. You want to talk about that now? Yeah, it's finally, well, it's finally happened. It's finally happened. Yeah, I believe, I believe a lot of things I, I noticed, um, but I think it was something like twenty nine games. Yeah, pa- Pasha had like, Omar Pasha, the assistant coach, had against Sheffield, and finally uh, he gets that first win, and they're obviously like buses because six three in Sheffield, they win on Saturday and then Sunday. Uh, even more impressive, a six-one home win over Sheffield, and again, that's a, I guess you could call it a, an eight-pointer weekend, yeah. a, an eight-point swing kind of thing, given how close those two teams are, and I felt I'm surprised that Dundee did win in Sheffield, to be honest, but then as you'd said, Sheffield down to, 
four defencemen and just not really playing that well at the moment. No, I know. It's strange. They kind of seem to have good spells and bad spells. And obviously they've tried to rectify that. It's a poor start to the season, but bringing back some of the guys that they had. So I think it likes obviously Ben O'Connor, uh, Jonas Wessling and uh, John Armstrong. Eric, uh, Eric Neely as well. Oh, Eric I think Neely. he's maybe uh, out injured at the moment. Uh, so they've, they've obviously brought these guys back in to try and kickstart their season and you know it's, it's still not working and obviously the issues are not that and they're sort of lying at the back obviously running before before D at any time is, is always going to be difficult but yeah I don't know just uh, I, I watched some of the highlights from uh, from that game as well I think you could sort of tell some of the times uh, that the D just looked absolutely flanned yeah. or just like all out Guys like Martinelli and stuff like that, just you can see they were just completely drained. Yeah, I mean you're having to obviously do an extra, an extra shift every so often, and that's that's quite big. Uh, their coach was getting torn into Jackson Whistle as well for his performance on Saturday. Pulled off a really good save actually at one point. He did, he did, yeah. Obviously one save doesn't make it. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, like Tom Barrasso, I think I think he did win the. The Stanley Cup as a goaltender, so he's he's well within his rights to to get, to get stuck in. But no, they're just they're struggling a wee bit. Nah, brilliant result for Dundee, and that will see them probably start to pick up. But it it, it was surprising. I think we said earlier that eh, how how far they've come from that that nine two defeat at Brayhead last weekend. <laughs> I know. Or whenever it's, it was, it's a it's a big turnaround. No matter who you're playing, definitely. Um, it just again sort of shows how competitive the league is. That you know stuff like that can happen, and obviously they've they've won in Belfast as well, like Dundee. Um, yeah. This season, so you know they they can put in performances like that, but uh, again, it's just a matter of consistency. Is is the difference really? Yeah, and um, with those results for. Sheffield, they now slip down out of the playoffs, and to be honest, regardless of of their struggles this year, that would be kind of unimaginable for Sheffield not to make the playoffs. Eh, albeit funny for everyone else. So you look at that now, Manchester, who were, you know, had some trouble of their own, are now up above Sheffield. Eh, so it's a it's a huge battle there, basically from Fife. You can include Nottingham in that as well, given they've played more games. But between Nottingham and Sheffield, it's it's so tight. So, no, definitely. And so those positions will be changing around constantly. Yep, uh, everything's up for grabs still. Uh, that's good to see. That's kind of what you want. Obviously, Cardiff and Belfast are performing a lot better, more consistently than than others. But uh, it's still it's still there to play for and. Uh, getting us a higher, a higher season for the for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's what definitely makes it good. We've said it before, but it's good that it's good that there's there's much more parity now. I know we're seeing some crazy scores, but again, it, it can happen to anyone. So uh, it's quite exciting. But we obviously touched briefly on Manchester there. Uh, a four point weekend for them. Big win in Nottingham. Uh, shutting out Nottingham at home which is difficult to do really 
at any time, but uh, then going in and scoring seven at home against Fife, it just it just shows you that it's like a, a wee bit of confidence here and there. Uh, and a team's a team's looking really dangerous. Yeah, that's I mean can't really can't really put it better. But um goal scoring as well sort of been been shared around there. I noticed that whilst the Hammonds sort of been in amongst the the assists, he's not really been scoring but again just kinda of looking at it there, a couple of goals uh, on Sunday for Chris Auger and, and Dallas era as well. Um, so their points are coming from from all around the team, so that's obviously be pleasing for, for Ryan Finnerty to see. And again it's just that sort of, that thing. It's it's just the it's a consistency thing. So obviously a four point weekend that's that's really good for a couple of tough tests. Um as we know Finnerty loves the game against Fife but Yeah. To go to Nottingham and, and get the win. And, and a shot out there as well that's that's really impressive so they'll be definitely looking to uh, extend that next weekend try and keep a get a wee run going yeah um, Nottingham themselves obviously I think they're the next team up that we play um, just mm-hmm. typically two defeats there so they'll be right up for the game <laughs> against us but they uh, played a lot better on Sunday just edged out away to Cardiff 5-4 uh, overtime but um, I think there's the discontent kind of growing week week by week with their team. As we always say, a really good bunch of talented players that just seem to seem to struggle, especially over Christmas. But can't consistently challenge at the top of the table. Yeah, it's definitely a strange one. Uh, you, you look at the guys in the roster. I think Chris Stewart, obviously, I think he gets first goal. Uh, against Cardiff uh, on Sunday. Alex Guptill, obviously, one of the, the league's top goal scorers. Jane and Rizling, always in amongst the points, and Luke Pither as well. You know, so they've got the guys there that can do it, but it's just, again, it's just this uh, consistency thing. But a couple of, a couple of bad results for Nottingham, and, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody else has got games in hand. So with that in mind, I think they'll be, they'll definitely be looking to to a big game coming into the last stretch of the season so I think they've only got what I know it would have been sorry it would have been about 11 games or something like that previously but it's there's probably about 16 or something left uh, yeah I can't remember the exact exact number but certainly not as many as they'd like for that points total but one thing I did notice and I don't know the reason for it but uh, Guptill was a, a healthy scratch for the, the home game against Manchester which seems really strange, <laughs> but he wasn't. Was... He wasn't playing. Um, it'd be it'd probably be the equivalent of us scratching Becca, or something that is, like that. No, um, I'm sorry, that's absolutely mad. So I don't, I don't know why that was, but uh, it didn't pay off anyway. Um, so yeah, that that was the weekend, and obviously, just looking at the table from our point of view, quite similar to last week. Um, I think we'd said, you know, we would we needed to take at least two points from that weekend, and we did. Keeps the gap. Kudos uh, to us. Yeah, keeps the gap above Guildford and Coventry, etc., and keeps Fife just quite close above us. So, a couple of games coming up against Fife, I think, towards the end of the month. So they'll be crucial for hopefully getting above them. Uh, 
and then the big one big one obviously coming up at the weekend to try and get some ground back on Nottingham that that game on Saturday Nottingham do you fancy us? Yeah I do I do actually I think it'll be close it'll be tight hopefully going to get to that one as well so should be an interesting tie I think we can I think we can do it though um, again it's just sad depending who's fit I don't know if if Wilson will be back yet or not or if uh, maybe see Tansky drop in drop in at the D again I think he was playing there uh, some points during the weekend so not sure I'll go for two points yeah I think we're going in certainly more as a form team that's for sure and yep. uh, yeah I think I think we can beat them much more confident about that kind of fixture than I would have been uh, at the start of the year or, or in previous seasons um, I think we can I think we can beat them, take advantage of uh, home ice, etc. So, a big they've two lost, points there. They've lost four on the bounce as well, so yeah. not, not good for them. Yeah, and only one, one game at the weekend for us. I'm never really sure if that helps or not. Uh, sometimes I actually think it doesn't, but yeah, so so I think two points for us there, and that'll, that'll set us off going into the, the next spell of quite a lot of games. And in good stead so I like to take a big two <laughs> a huge two yeah um, elsewhere coming up this week uh, we've got a, a TV game between Manchester and Guildford on Wednesday judging by how many goals <laughs> these two have been scoring recently that game could finish 23-17 and judging by the amount of penalties that there's been in this this tie before as well yeah uh, yeah, exactly. Three sports could be, or Aaron Murphy could be on the air for up to seven hours. So does that mean it's going to finish nothing each? <laughs> yeah. Hey. I think I, I think that's what it means. Who would you Who would you pick then for that one? I'll take I'll take Manchester. I think um, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, home like advantage and all that. Manchester, uh, pretty good at home. Guildford a wee bit of a slump recently so uh, Manchester for me yeah it's harder for Guildford to to use their speed and stuff in a smaller rink I think Manchester win favourites and probably will win it for me as well so uh, that means Guildford will comfortably win Uh, (laughs) Friday Nottingham you'd have thought that they'd start to play less games to let other teams catch up but no They've got a three-game weekend, uh, which might uh, have some significance for when we play them. But they start off in Dundee, uh, a team who will definitely be full of confidence. And um, for me, I wouldn't really be surprised to see Dundee win that. No, I never that. In fact, I'm going to pick Dundee for that game. We're on the same page. I'm going for that as well. Let's go. Let's do the stars. We've got Guildford and Fife on Saturday. That again, Fife conceding tons of goals. Guildford score a lot, especially at home. I think although Fife, I believe, have got quite a good record against Guildford. I don't know if that counts for too much, but uh, I'm going to say a home win there. I'm going to say a home win as well. That could be a, a get-right game for for Guildford. Um after Wednesday's game against Manchester so yep let's go Guildford for that one yeah perhaps the 
could be argued the biggest games of the weekend. He's a, a double header. Belfast are in Cardiff for two games. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and that that's a, a tasty encounter. Obviously, um, Cardiff with a bit of an advantage at the top. And I think if they they manage to win both of those, certainly if it's split, it will still be close. But if Cardiff win both of those, then you probably think it'll be hard hard for Belfast to get the ground back in the title race. But certainly an exciting prospect. Two two games between them. Yeah, definitely. I think they'll probably split that series. Um, I still think it's going to be close going up to the end of the season. Um, I'll go. I'll say. I'll go Cardiff. A Cardiff one on Saturday, and then a Belfast comeback victory on Sunday. Right, I was going to say the opposite way round. Okay. Uh, but so uh, I think. Yeah, but I think. Um, I think yeah, they are really, really closely matched. Belfast playing well at the moment they obviously had the, the disappointment in the Continental Cup but Cardiff for as good as they've been they're still not as invincible as in the past um, and Belfast dangerous so yeah I think away win on Saturday then home win on Sunday Coventry play Manchester and that's another back to back kind of home and away type tie in Coventry on Saturday and then Manchester on Sunday quite significant again because they're so close in the table um, that's a hard one to call to be honest for me I, I think Manchester are, it's easier to say Manchester win at home on the Sunday but the Saturday game I could see going to, to overtime and I don't know who win in it Coventry maybe yeah, I th- I think we'll I think we'll split that series. Um just as a nature of where both they are, where both teams are in the league. Um and again just uh, finding some consistency and stuff. I'll take Coventry to, to win at home on the Saturday and then Manchester to win at home on the Sunday. Another wee back to back home and away effort between Milton and uh, Sheffield. Milton on Saturday, Sheffield Sunday. Uh, to be honest, that could go either way now, uh, which is kind of ridiculous given given that you are talking about Sheffield. But Big Tim Wallace etc. will we'll have the the fire in the belly to do well against them. And for yeah. me, Sheffield are just really vulnerable at the moment. Yeah, they are. So it's. Sheffield have lost five straight and and Milton have lost four, so who knows? That is a, that is a tough one to go. Um, Sheffield, I obviously have got the, the more talented roster, but just depends whether the guys are going to show up or if they're fit. I'll take Milton Keynes actually for that one. Why not? On the Saturday. And then I, I'll take Sheffield for the Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go the same. I think Milton Keynes will beat them at home. Uh, <clears throat> which will just send Sheffield fans into meltdown. There'll be goals by goals from Valdix and Wallace. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then the only other game is the third one of Nottingham's triple header up here, and it's in Fife. 
Uh, I mean, I, I just don't see anything other than a Fife win there. <laughs> Stick him in the neck out. Alright, no, that's fine. That's what we want. I'll take Nottingham in that one, though. I feel like, you know... So you think they've no, got one win out of three, then? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just It'll just be a case of where it, where it happens, but... Yeah, hopefully um, not us. Hopefully not us, yeah. Well, having said that now, we'll definitely get three wins. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but no, I think... I think Fife, def- certainly at home, um, with all their players back, I just... They're going to be buzzing around around those Panthers, so yeah, for me, for me, five for winning that. Uh, we mentioned briefly the Continental Cup with Belfast. They were pretty unlucky to lose out in that one, having come from two 0 down to to tie it up and then losing on penalty shots. Did you manage to see the the highlights of that game? Nah, I've not. I've not seen any highlights for that one yet. I was aware though that they were sort of two 0 down and stuff. But. Yeah. Um. Nah, it, it was a good, a fairly good fight back, and then uh, the guy, the guy scored twice. Went through. Uh, Beskar ran his legs twice through the five hole. Uh, both goals he scored, I think, in the penalties. But a horrible way to lose. But um. A good effort. I mean, that that would have been Belfast and Nottingham having won it in the past couple of years, which would have been great for league exposure. But um, they they were a good team, I think, from Kazakhstan, I believe. Um, they're always always a really skilled skilled league, etc. So uh, no shame, but disappointed. I think they'll be at home uh, not to not to win that one. Yeah, I think so. Um... Just in the, in the sort of context of it, though, it would, um, it's also a great achievement to, to have got to that position. So can't really be too disheartened, albeit any any loss on penalty shots is, uh, is a nightmare, as we are fully aware. But uh, yeah, but no, it was, it was good to see that you know the teams from this league can compete with from teams with, from supposedly better leagues and leagues with a lot a lot more skill and. Sort of physicality and stuff. Yeah, I might have read somewhere that had Belfast won, it would have given the league two Champions Hockey League spots. Uh, oh, right. Rather than just one, and you know they could have been that could have been them winning winning it for the the place for themselves there, given how the league is currently. But no, that that would have been that would have been good. I'm sure. I'm sure there was obviously two spots when when we get into it. Um, yeah. and with uh, league teams starting to do a bit of damage in there that would have been good but as it is one I think although it could be corrected but no yeah unlucky and a, a good achievement it's something that would be great for for us to to get in uh, and we've still got a chance if we win that that challenge cup but we will have to beat Belfast to do it yeah tough tough test but yeah, as, you, as you've said, we're going to need to we're going to need to beat them if we're, if we're going to be in a chance. So yeah, um, why not? Yeah, and of course it it was at Belfast, uh, which was a, a huge advantage in terms of home fans. But whoever it is next year won't won't necessarily be at home. So 
a good European trip would be great if it was us. Uh, but we'll see. One thing that we'd kind of been thinking of uh, was to come up with a few new new songs for the players. Not that we're uh, slagging the current ones, but just uh, given that there's at least one musically talented songwriter among the two of us, we thought it's only fair to, to come up with... I'm just bigging you up a wee bit, but it's only fair to come up with uh, some new tunes to get the arena bouncing. Uh, so I'll give the floor to you. You can let right. everyone know what you've what you've come up with, and if you need if you need any any backing tracks, then I can I can fire that on for you. Excellent. Have you got a have you got a certain Eric Prince song? Uh, I do. Does it involve dancing in a gym? <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. I mean, I've got so I've got quite a few. Yeah, I mean, I've been sitting thinking about this for doing a Charlie necklace I was literally sitting there thinking <laughs> so we've got a few here but I'll just I'll pick out some of the what I think are the better ones and then we'll yep what I can do is, is I can play the tune just to get uh, <laughs> just to get the, the brain going in terms of associating the new lyrics with the song right let's do it so I mean yeah. this for this one it's not not particularly that much in the way of lyrics <laughs> but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Okay, so is the first one up uh, a version of "Call on Me" by Eric Prids? That is, yeah. Just, just to remind everyone what what the tune of that is. Fire that on. So. Yep. So this one is for. So everyone's kind of gets the idea of that one. For Glasgow Clans number nine, it's Brendan Connolly. So <laughs> obviously Connolly. Oh, it's very good. So if well, if you want to if you want to play it, I'll try and I'll try and sing over it. Yep. Okay. I think it's just coming up. <laughs> I have to say, I'm very impressed by that one. <laughs> we need to get get these out, out I, to I section mean, in. I think some of these are out. Some of these are out gore. Yeah. Right from the off. Well, for sure. Right. Let's try and uh, if you can if you can fill me in, Sam. Okay. That sounds a wee bit like Craig David. Right. And that for the for them who doesn't know. I'll just sing it myself. Right, okay. Um, right, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at this already because I know it'll be good. Here it goes. Glasgow signed them from the East Coast League. He used to play for the Brampton Beast. He's got <laughs> great hair and he plays in the Tyson Wilson. I like that a lot. So, 
excuse my terrible singing voice, but he's got great hair and he plays in D. That's good. So yeah, so we could have that one as well, maybe. That's something more, something laid back though, and I feel like that's a without being a sounding like a total pretentious cunt, but it's a bit more Tyson Wilson style. Just yeah, in the way yeah, you, yeah. I like you're kind of associating the song with the style of the song with the player as well. There. Uh, all right. So if we move on to uh, some some finger boys. Mhm. That's a boom times four. Come on. Yep, I know the one. So for for everyone else, this is a wee remix here. the chorus eventually but everyone gets the idea <laughs> yep so uh, no you, you need to play it because I just I can't okay right let's see where are we with this song I'm tone, I'm tone deaf okay chorus is coming up right. for you alright <laughs> He's Rasmus Bjerrum, he's on a line with dancing in and out of DC's dancing, boom, 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 he's Rasmus Bjerrum, he's Glasgow's number 60, he's Rasmus Bjerrum. Fabulous. Oh dear. This is it now, see, nobody's ever going to listen to this again. Do you think you've killed it? I've killed it, I think I may have. I think if anything that we're going to get more. More plays from this. I well, the idea is that that other people come up come up with different ones as well. So I don't know, don't know about that one. So well, I've got one from Rebecca here as well. But what would you what would you say is your is your absolute go to? Is that Eric Pritz? Would you say because I did quite like that one. (laughs) Yeah, quite like the Conley one. So that one from Rebecca, I went with Earth, Wind, and Fire. September. Oh yeah, good song, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm I'm actually picturing what it sounds like, just without even playing it. <laughs> um, I imagine you're replacing September with <laughs> Matt Becker. Yeah. So it's <laughs> oh, oh, Matty Matty Becker. Oh, nobody does it better. Oh. oh, oh. Scoring goes for Glasgow clan. Oh, that's good. What the day, oh, oh. I could get the crowd going that one. Matty, Matty, Becca, 26. Scores <laughs> goes in November. <laughs> or September, even. Or yeah. just uh, any month. Any month, yeah. No, I like that. Um, uh, I'll just, all right, I'm not going to sing the rest of these, but I'll just. Right, okay. I'll go through. A couple of other ones. Okay. I had so I had uh, so now, now that song The Key the Secret. Mm, not sure I do. Right, so it's I've got the key, I've got the secret. Oh yeah, right, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, by Urban Cookie Collective. You can look this up yourself, but Is that not in a some sort of advert? Uh could be. Or something like that, yeah. Okay. It could be. So I've obviously substituted so we've got the key 
we've got the set. <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good talent we've got. Oh, I don't know. Um, we've got Elton John, I'm Still Standing. Mm-hmm. And who's, and that, who's that for? For Matt Stanish. <laughs> Matty Stanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's good as well. Gina G, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, Scotty, Scotty Pitt. Yeah, good. Uh, Rick James. Super Peaks. For Super Freak. Oh, that's good. That was pretty much it. I've got Return of the Mac for Mac Howlett. Don't you get a fits and pieces? <laughs> oh, these are all very good to be fair. Right, that's good because I was I was worried about some of these, but nah. Yeah. I mean, even if they were shite, I still. You've obviously got let's get ready to rumpo and Mbop for for Hanson. Well, I never get this played, but I I don't know. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there just now. But if if has got any suggestions, then get them in. Absolutely. Um, the floor is yours to to get some tunes that we can maybe start start bouncing around the arena but who knows, I think certainly that Eric Prince Connolly one is, is a goer Right, that's good um, There's no doubt about that I'm Well even if we, if we get one out of it then that's good Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't think we've got a song for Connolly anyway so. No, I know, which is poor because uh, at the moment I should have at the moment, he's on 43 points from 33 games. So, that's definitely that's song-worthy for me. Um, definitely. The other, well, this is a, a non-ice hockey topic that I had to come up with for kind of rounding us off, but another wee bit of fun. We were, in, we were at some 10-pin bowling the other day, and uh, I thought that after having felt stiff, for the, the whole of today, uh, exercising muscles that you don't usually. I thought, I wonder what the the funniest sporting injuries or weirdest sporting injuries uh, there have been, not necessarily 10-pin bowling, but um, it occurred to me that, that I remembered a couple uh, and found out a few more while, whilst looking this up, so I thought that it would be good just to, to go through a couple of those. Um, in hope that none of the the clan players suffer any of these fates. The first one yeah. that, that right. I actually... Sorry, I'm <laughs> just leaving a gap there. I thought you were just going to go straight into Going to go straight in, well, I am. Hey, the first sort of daft one that I remembered before even looking anything up was Canizares, uh, the Spain keeper. He dropped a, I think it was a bottle of aftershave on his foot. Do you remember this? Yeah. Before, <laughs> uh, before the World World Cup, was it? Um, I'm not sure if it was 98 or 2002, but I think he maybe broke, fractured a toe, uh, dropping some aftershave, and that, that opened the door for uh, a Mr. Iker Casillas, I believe. 
yeah. uh, who didn't really look back to be fair so in, in his eyes I'm sure sure he loves that that aftershave whatever it was I don't know if it was Calvin Klein or or whatever but <laughs> heavy enough and solid enough to get him in, in that Spain team and a stroke of good fortune for him there and definitely not for Canizares. I can't say I've dropped aftershave on my foot, have you? No, I've not. Um considering he's a goalkeeper as well, you'd think you'd have you'd have better control of that, but um I think it was the now the diesel. Is it only the brave or something like that? It's like the ball was <laughs> in the shape of a fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it fell <laughs> fist first. It could have been something like that. Um, no, but it's certainly that's a really strange one. Um, so if you if you're looking for if you're looking at getting a gift for for Canizares, then don't suggest that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, another another thing that I did notice when looking up was that most of these are well, a lot of the ones that I found are. American football and baseball. Um, whether that says something for the the type of guy that play it, um, but certainly mainly American based sports. There was a a basketballer who developed tendonitis as a result of playing the Game Boy too much. Uh, so he, he couldn't get the ball anymore. Uh, a guy called. Lionel Simmons. Right. Uh, we also had a famous one, probably closer to home, uh, Kirk Broadfoot, <coughs> now, now of Kilmarnock. Do you remember this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was to do with wanting to quickly uh, poach an egg, but rather than do it in a, in a pot, he put it in a microwave. And then... <laughs> Exploded all over, <laughs> exploded all over his face. Um, he didn't apparently. I don't think he missed a game, but uh, it's still it's one of those things that you just think, "What are you doing, pal?" He certainly had egg on his face there. He did, a hot egg as well. <laughs> I don't know how long how long was he putting it in the microwave. I don't know. I have to ask. That's what I want to know. Uh, strange one no definitely a strange one but uh, I'm not saying I would have done any better right enough I'm absolutely useless when it comes to cooking no I mean it's not It's I'm not trying to trying to slag the guy for having a go at cooking but <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> maybe next time maybe next time he thinks about eggs uh, he'll, um, he'll he'll avoid the microwave but who knows Somebody should uh, should put in put in a claim from to be on uh, Celebrity MasterChef. <laughs> See what he can do. As long as he cooks a dessert, Greg Wallace will be happy. <laughs> I have eggs in it as well, but it's it's pretty tasty. As long as there's sugar in it, mate, you'll enjoy it. You'll absolutely love it. Um, we also have a guy called. Paulo Diogo, uh, right. who's a Swiss footballer, celebrating a goal, he jumped onto the fence, 
uh, in front of the, you know, like the perimeter fence in front of the stand. Uh, and his wedding ring got stuck on the fence <laughs> and he lost he lost a third of his finger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> What's that? There's actually a YouTube... Uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's strange that it's a third given the traditional position of a wedding ring, but there is a YouTube video to back, to back it up. I will pass the video. <laughs> but no, that's sounds horrible. We've got a we've got a golfer called Bobby Krupchank who oh, Bobby who um, Bobby Bobby boy who managed to get himself stitches because he threw his club up in the air celebrating and it landed <laughs> and it landed straight back on his nut. <laughs> that sounds yeah, yeah not great sounds but like really sore but yeah uh, some baseball uh, Blue Jays player who ended up through a glass table in his house because he was running away from a spider <laughs> interesting there's also a, there's an ice hockey player as well on this list that I found not quite as interesting but he Got a back seizure by bending over to pick up a pancake. <laughs> In the shape of a puck. And missed a game. Can you imagine? Matt Becker been out of the lineup because he's been bending over to pick up a pancake. That's just. Oh, yeah, picking up a sandwich for Subway. A sandwich from Subway, yeah, I did. Other sandwich outlets are available, but I did. I did see Becca getting a wee subway, so uh, a wee bit of sponsorship going on there. Um, didn't, didn't didn't harm his chances of scoring goals on Sunday, that's for sure. Definitely not. Uh, there was a guy who was had severe severe stiffness from ten pin bowling. Oh no, that's me. <laughs> uh, did you did you feel any adverse effects after it? Not really. I, I've seen. Well, I seem to have done something to my back, but I don't know if that was. I don't think it was bowling related. And I see. Maybe, it must have been. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, but yeah, no, it's definitely it's difficult trying to back into the back into the swing. It. Yeah, I suppose it's it's one of those things. Those strange injuries. I don't think. I don't think. I've heard of any clan players that have had a. An injury potentially as strange as that we've still to still to get that, but um I think imagine running th- <laughs> running through your own glass table because you're you're running away from a spider. That is <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good luck. It's not great now. Um a lot of stuff here about baseball players. Uh one guy getting injured when he was thrown out of the game by the referee, people tripping over the home plate. <laughs> a guy, um, what happened to this guy? Uh, the, one, got, the one I always remember is uh, I think, uh, when Paddy McCorn scored for Celtic. Uh, I think it may have been up at Inverness or something like that. And then uh, so like a few players came around to celebrate with him. And I think, uh, Sean Maloney had like punched him or something like that. Right. Uh, 
or maybe, uh, I'm not sure. I can't quite remember exactly what happened, but he definitely missed a he missed a couple of games as a as a result of it. That is, yeah, that's disappointing. You, you see quite a lot in, in ice hockey and stuff when a, a stray stick and mm-hmm. the and the celebration goes in somebody's eye or whatever. <laughs> uh, but football, yeah, that's that's not as common at all. What can you say really? Um the guy guys getting injured doing somersaults and stuff. Seen that actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, you see that a bit. Um but no, a strange one, hopefully. Hopefully next time we are bowling or playing darts or whatever, we don't don't get any of that, but I know, here's hoping. Uh, darts is normally worse for me. You never that's know, a yeah. Strain. When you it's think about it though, it is it is a more dangerous sport. In yeah. terms of well, in terms of the, the weight of the object used uh, and how easy it is to to throw, but yeah, we've not, not yet had had anyone make head contact with a bowling ball, but who knows? Uh, still, still time. Still time, yeah. I think that's that's it from from my point of view, but unless you get anything else other than entertaining us with those fantastic songs. <laughs> nah, I don't. I think we should maybe we should maybe play out a wee bit of, a wee bit of Eric Prince. Yeah, absolutely. Um, play us out. What we can do is uh, I was gonna say we could sing over it, but we're not gonna. Um, nah. So we'll leave that. Sorry, just quickly as well. Very, very quickly, we'll mention this about the banners. Oh yeah, the banners. Yeah, we've completely forgot about. Um, obviously, there's always something every week. But yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so this is obviously about the the banner nominations. Uh, for the new banner, um, when too sure about when this is going to happen or anything really, just other than. Uh, being able to vote for uh, select three players. So we've got um, Ash Goldie, uh, Chris Franken, Stefan Meyer. Um, have you voted yet, Sam? I have, I have voted uh, and I voted for Stefan Meyer. Um, it's interesting, as you say, that it doesn't really seem to be a, an end date as yet. Uh, so who knows <laughs> not, how, how long it's been going on for and how many votes everyone's done but for me out of those three it's got to be Meyer um, just for some of the goals he scored I thought he was a great player um, and then saw us through in that Champions Hockey League campaign provided you know a lot of a lot of really good good moments he was always one of those guys that came up with a goal when you needed it Chris yeah. Frank I, I get I get that. I see he's going to get votes. Um, obviously, a lot of passion for the club and stuff. But for me, there were quite a few moments in there where it cost the team in terms of daft penalties and doing annoying things. I mean, I, I just I like the goal scorers and the playmakers more than I do uh, the enforcer type players. And he and he was pretty solid, but um, for me, I, I'd rather see Meyer up there. Uh, I don't mind. Ash Goldie as well, when he started, it was a bit before my time, I think, in his first season. Um, but I do remember seeing him, and again, he was another guy who could find the net, and obviously a club captain, but for me, Meyer had the, the whole lot, and 
you know, a, a bit of personality as well. So he he got my vote. Yeah, I I mean I can't really add anything else. I would agree with with most of what you said there. Uh, I went uh, on the clan app, voted for Meyer, and then I went back to to check to see if you could vote for someone else, and apparently you can. So who who knows or like whoever's going to be counting it or if they're going to announce how many votes there's been because yeah there could be millions there could be yeah but um, not for me I agree with you I think Stefan Meyer should be should be the guy up there yeah so vote vote for your favourite obviously if you want them up and I think just in general the, the system they've gone with is, is much better rather than picking a player per season given it's obvious that we can have some poor seasons um, yeah but yeah, get get the players that that uh, that really warrant it up there, and and Myers, I think one of them. Um, I'll definitely be having Pitt up there as well. Yeah, one day I think he will be up there. I think it has to be up top there. point scorer has to be up there. Yeah. Um, um, so, and who, there's other guys. There's other guys as well in the past. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like Haywood as well will be up, and well, he's up in spirit as well, but. <laughs> You yeah, know what I mean thing, things like that. So, for sure, a better idea, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Mizey gets up there. Yep, fingers crossed. Maybe one day Cornley will be up there. Maybe Becca. You never know. Depends how how long they stay. Hopefully, we can hold on to these guys for a couple of seasons yet, and you know who knows what we can do. But um, I, was, I was trying to give you a wee segue, man, aren't I? Any of the corner, corner See, league. but what you didn't realise is that I have to say thanks for turning up. Um, no, of course. But uh, now what we can say is that yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully guys like like Becca, and um, and Connolly, or should I say? <laughs> oh no! Sorry. We had an audio fail there. Um, so we've got me Razzie Bierum, but uh, thanks for turning up I will leave you with the Connolly song uh, and we will hopefully be back on there soon uh, all the best folks and cheers for listening cheers folks I'm only joking I actually I'm not intentionally getting that <laughs> this is all statement that is calling me uh, by Starley but this is about our number 9 Brendan Connolly good night folks see you next time see you next time